Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name is Benson. I am Nick's cat. I am here to deter you from listening to any more of his drivel. He is dumb and a bad editor. Do not let him convince you otherwise. Don't believe me. Here, let's take a listen then to the latest episode. I'm sure you'll believe me after. Greetings listeners. Do you enjoy listening to a well-narrated story that hooks you, drags you in, and doesn't let go? Then take a listen to a promo for Tales from the Dungeon from our friend Joel of Speaking Stone Studio. But be prepared, you won't want to stop. Welcome, adventurers. Draw near and listen to tales of heroes and villains. That was the last Yonov saw of Orteval as a blur of movement pulled Yonov's attention back to the left. Yonov ducked a sword slash aimed at his head. The blow missed so narrowly that he felt the blade clip the top of his helm. Of friendship and laughter. She eats like a pig, Rianok said. Mela froze. Sarkeesian slapped the back of the halfling's head with an open hand. A rare smile split Colfin's brown beard, a low chuckle following. Of sorrow and loss. There was no reply. Erwin stood leaned over by Ford's motionless form, gently listening for breath. Get your weekly espresso shot of fantasy on iTunes, Spotify, and many other places where podcasts can be found. Come join the adventure and listen to... Tales from the Dungeon I am Ken Brown, Game Master for Riven, the Shattered Continent, and I want to thank you for taking a seat at our table. Will my cohorts please introduce themselves? Um, hello there. Uh, I'm Harkos, Ironjaw Pissarro. I'm an Alicoker monk from Okaido, a Cavalier Knight for the people of Iron's Edge, and a proud member of the B-Team. We are set on purging Riven once again of the dragon tyrants that seem to be resurging. We're... Wait... That's what really what we're trying to do. We're going to drag it. Oh, dear. And I'm portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw. 
forge cleric of Numerath. I have left this world once and witnessed what is waiting for me. However, my friends need me, and I promise to become the bulwark of this world to protect them and the blade of Numerath to cleanse it of corruption. Portrayed by Brad Konawa. Thank you, my dear colleagues, and thank you all for joining us. Please sit and rest your weary legs and get ready for Rolling in the Geek. Hello, Ken here. We want to thank you deeply for listening to Rolling in the Geek. With the blessings of the rest of our little family, we want to request you support us through Patreon. We love doing what we do, and with your support, we can produce more and better content. Every bit goes back into the podcast, and more than three isn't a crowd at our table. And now, back to three guys with more dice than friends. Last time on Riven Time rewinds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was I wasn't prepared. That's why I had to psych myself up. The world spins in reverse for just a few moments, and we go back to Salia's spirit conferring with the B team. She discusses the past and her mistakes before starting to fade. So Trevor Harkos, you are watching as Salia's spirit begins to fade. And you hear a whisper on the wind as she starts to go, her voice one last time saying, I have a parting gift to give you clarity. And as you take a breath in, some of this gold particulate that she is starting to fade into gets pulled into you. And time, even though it stopped, it it seems to shift and change. You blink and you're staring at the gathered elders here before you even came into the room. You blink again and you watch as this group of elders constructs a statue in the shape of your friend Selena. You blink again and the room is empty, save for... Uh, papers and other miscellaneous stuff that's strewn about on the table. And then you start to get pulled away. You're looking out over the landscape of the Underdark and this Drow clan's home. And then you get pulled back further. And you're looking over Aramor. You're staring out towards the horizon. You see the towering masses of ley line magic as it's it's forces its way through the earth and bursts into the sky. And then you start to watch the ley lines recede. That their magic starts to flow backwards instead of up. Starts to flow down. Back into the earth. The 
massive cracks that have formed all over the continent start to pull themselves back together. What are you thinking in this moment? Trevor, we fucked up. (laughs) Maybe in a good way, but we definitely fucked up. It, uh, it, 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 in, in all seriousness, it probably would be like confusion and fear. Like Harkos wouldn't really know what the fuck was happening. Um, and he'd also be terrified of what was happening. Agreed. Uh, Trevor, do you have any, do you have any thoughts? The, The same thing. There's definitely confusion and fear. Hey. You take another moment and you take a deep breath in and you hear Salia's voice inside your head. We're almost there. Just a few more moments. It will be over quickly. And you feel pulled again. And Trevor, you recognize something here. This this vision that you're having, you're standing very close to what has a great resemblance to your family home. Oh. Standing outside of the home are a man and woman holding hands and kneeled in front of a massive copper dragon. The dragon looks proud and he stares down with an almost loving glare towards these people as the woman takes a small parcel out from underneath her robes and holds it up. And the dragon kneels down and sniffs. Then you blink and the vision is faded. Well, that was strange. You flash through this blue and white tunnel and you're standing in a cave. It's a lot larger than the ones that you've experienced before. The mines of Iron's Edge were minuscule in comparison to these that you're standing in now. As your eyes adjust to the darkness for just a moment, you see two more massive figures standing and staring down at something that's on the ground. You hear a noise behind you and you see the two dragons at once turn and stare your direction. One of them is black and one of them is silver. And then another flash. And you're standing very close to where you started this whole adventure. You're standing outside of the Drow City. There's no crack around the city where the ley line has pierced its way through. There's calm around you. As you look into the city, you can see people going back and forth that they're handling daily tasks. Uh, Often the 
the open part of the cavern that you remember walking through after your encounter with Selena, you see a regimen of drow troops are practicing out in the field. Next to you, this golden particulate that you took into yourself starts to form. And you see a translucent salia standing next to you. She looks down at herself and she says, well, that's actually, I, I wasn't expecting to bring myself along for the ride. Exactly. What is this? It's a scary ride. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure it was. This exact moment is 1,476 years ago. This was some time before the dragons were smote. But uh, this is where it decided to take us. What exactly is it? It's the magic. The ley lines or the weave of magic or whatever you want to call it. The the magic made this decision. There is something here, apparently, that it wants you to see. So, do we walk around? Can anyone see us? What? This is very strange. Oh, I honestly don't know. This is not... It's not like I've done this before. This is all new to me as well. Wonderful. All right, so looking around, does it seem like anyone's looking at us? Uh, Nobody's, like, looking at you directly, but it seems like everybody's kind of going to and fro doing their thing. When you say outside the drow, like downstairs outside the drow city? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Nick... I don't I don't know how wise it would be for surface people to fucking just show up down here. Is is a different well, Brad, I'm scared. I'm very <laughs> I'm very afraid. I don't know what to do. I, Everything re- seems very I, bro- very breakable. Harkos, roll a insight check. Okay. It's a new week. It's a, it's a new time for new numbers. <laughs> that would be a 21. Nice. Uh, so you have that thought about uh, it. Would it be OK for a bunch of outsiders to just come and walking in? And as you look, as you're looking into town, you see a handful of humans that look like they're shopping at one of the bazaars. You see uh, a dragonborn 
not a not a herald, but just a dragonborn, is kind of like looks like a guard and is kind of walking around uh, the outside of town. Uh, you see a mix of people. And by a mix of people, I mean, like you're seeing what your time would consider monstrous races freely interacting with people, freely interacting with everybody around them. Hmm. I feel like this episode's going to hurt my heart. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess we do we do should we go in? Well, I suppose we can. All right. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. That's I was waiting for the clip clops. It's been a hot. So as you walk, (laughs) uh, as you start walking into town, uh, you pass by that dragonborn guard who uh, gives you a nod as he walks by. Oh dear. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Apparently, Brad's more afraid than I am. Hargos will like kind of confuse, like just as if he doesn't really, he still doesn't fully understand what the hell's going on, but like confusedly nod back in a very slow, awkward way. Oh, hello. Uh, I, I just assumed with how you were walking up that you've been here before. Are you, is this your first time? Um, According to recent information, yeah, kind of. Um, okay, it's. I'm having trouble understanding it myself. To be honest, yes, we've not been here before. Oh well, may I be the first to welcome you to the Drow City of Stone? Thank you. And then you hear Salia like translucent form face palm, and she's like, "That's what we used to call it. That was the old name, the Trow City of Stone." Oh, he does not react to her at all. Yeah, the, honestly, ooh. there's there was part of Nick's mind that was like, "Ooh, Harko is a hundred percent going to interact with the Invisible Lady during this episode." <laughs> Uh, oh, thank you. I uh, do you need direction? Is there anywhere in particular that you're wanting to go? We have a beautiful market that's here. There's plenty of fresh produce from the Underdark, and uh, there's uh, butchers down the way over on this street. Uh, if you're looking for something of a more martial nature, then you can uh, head down Steel Street. That's where all of the blacksmiths have taken up shop. Mm. Uh, if you're wanting to pray at the uh, at the shrine to Lithander, then you can uh, head up to the Elder Sanctum, and the temple is inside. 
I feel like that's where we need to go. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, okay. Very informative. I, I appreciate it. So, many new experiences to be had. Enjoy yourself in the city of stone. And uh, you are a welcome guest. Thanks. Argos will turn to go. He he start he starts to clip clop off as he continues his <laughs> rounds. Except it's more of a thud 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 clip clop. It's more of a Clydesdale clip clop. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I feel as maybe we should head to the temple. Uh, oh, sure. I would say make a stop at the blacksmiths, but. Uh, I I don't think we're taking anything with us, would be my guess. Other than the existential crises that we're uh, <laughs> ultimately going to experience, you're probably right. So do you start heading up towards the Elder Sanctum? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, So you start traveling up <clears throat> through the city. I... Uh, uh, go ahead and roll up uh, perception checks for both of you. That is a 16. Uh, mine's a 10. Uh, so I, I think, Harkos, you're still a little kind of flabbergasted Makes sense. from this interaction. You're 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 not paying super close attention. Uh, Trevor, you notice that all of the it, you. you you distinctly remember these buildings, and many of them are almost the exact same uh-huh. as when you, you, you your recent endeavors. Right. Uh, but with one key difference is that uh, above the door where there used to be a spider visage above them, there is now a golden sun. The golden sun of Lathander is above them. This also strikes you as odd because Lathander is very much a god of like life and light, which is pretty much the antithesis to everything that goes down in the Underdark. Because it's the Underdark. Keyword dark. (laughs) I I had that thought when you said Lathander Temple. I was like, oh, you mean like the Lord of Light in the in the underground place? You did, no, yeah. So, Lots so of what sense. you're saying is it didn't used to be the Underdark because they had the lights on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, but then somebody, uh, somebody killed the power and um, didn't pay bills. And mm-hmm. I know. Fucking electric rates in Riven are high. Jesus. Well, if the uh, Iron Jaw family could have spared a little wealth to help people out, maybe their house wouldn't have been split in twain. Probably. So you continue heading up, uh, unless there was a comment that you were going to make there, Trevor? Nope. He just said probably. Uh, Taking it himself. You uh, you continue traveling up through the city, uh, and the, the, the things that you saw in the lower parts of the city become even more pronounced up here. Uh, that you see a half-orc child playing with a drow child 
out in front of one of the houses. Uh, you continue further up and you see it looks like a, a well-established family of humans is living alongside the drow. And again, it continues to strike you as odd because you're it, it, everything that you've known has been much the opposite of this. That, and your experiences here, this wasn't it. But you travel upwards again until you reach the familiar site of the Elder Sanctum. Again, above the door is the golden son of Lathander. The doors are open, and it seems like people are kind of freely walking in and out. What do you want to do? Perhaps we go in? All of this is very strange. You continue through. Uh, you kind of almost have to push your way through people. Uh, but as you're continuing to walk all along here, this is almost starting to remind you of something. It's starting to feel more like more like it's to stop along a pilgrimage. Oh. You continue into the building and you can see that that the elders are out and about that they're interacting with people. They're they're dressed differently. They've got these grand robes on. They wear these headdresses that are very ornate. Something that you did not see from the present time elders. Uh, there also seems to be very well-dressed drow that are leading people in almost like a pseudo-tour of this building. And as you walk in, and kind of evaluate your surroundings, you see off to the side in this entryway is Salia. Much, much, much younger looking. And not dressed as the the chief elder, but still an elder. Uh, but she is seated on the stone floor with a gathering of children around her telling a story which seems to have the children enraptured. You can see that there's a line that is kind of formed and there's people kind of shuffling through and into a room that did not exist in the present time. Ooh, we need to go check that room. But the story... What fucking story is she telling them? The bad hasn't happened yet. What story are they listening to? <laughs> <laughs> she is, uh, you're, I tell you what, why don't you roll another insight check? We'll see if How you can pick you just up be uh, kind context and keep clues. fucking talking instead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how well you can pick up on the context uh, of what she's talking about. I can't. I wasted my one good roll at the beginning. What, what'd you get? I, it's not... <laughs> why? Why does it matter? <laughs> I got a four. I got a two oh, on okay. the die plus two. I got a four. Are you happy? Does that make I you feel good? I think you're so shocked that she's both standing next to you and sitting over in the corner talking to a bunch of kids. You don't know what she's fucking saying. 
she she's telling a story. That's all you got. Uh, Trevor, are you heading towards the room? Yes. Okay. Uh, there are. It's almost like movie theater ropes have been set up, like these these little like black stone pillars with this velvet rope has been strung between them, uh, and people are are forming into line. Are you gonna get in line? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was curious if you were just gonna like fucking barge in. No, I'll, uh, I'll, so, I don't want to like raise. I don't want to cause a scene. So, so Harko's also uh, hop in, hop in line too. Okay. Uh, so the two of you hop in line, and it takes it takes about five minutes or so. Uh, but the line is is moving fairly steadily. And as you get closer to the front, you hear one of the well dressed drow uh, says. The same thing kind of over and over again as def- as these groups arrive towards the front. Uh, welcome, pilgrims, and thank you for visiting. We would ask that you take your steps forward, kneel in front of the altar, say your prayers, and move on so that other pilgrims may have their chance. It just kind of like says variations on the same thing as each group kind of comes up, waits their turn, and then rotates out with the group behind them. And then it eventually gets to your turn. The uh, drow says his piece. uh, And then after a few more moments, you see the group that was in front of you exits through a curtain. uh, And then he gives you a a small bow and holds his hand out. It is your turn. Uh, May you find peace with with Lathander. I'll go. Yep. Okay. It's not weird. Uh, the the <laughs> two of you walk forward and you go through uh, a curtain that's set up on the on the other side of this wall, and you enter in to a very brightly lit, very very gold, uh, I'll say gilded room. Uh, the normally black stone has all been like painted with gold leaf in the cracks, uh, so it's got that like curvy like that that gold inlay has been put in through the stone and is is weaved its way all throughout this chamber at the front of the chamber there is a small padded area with a kneeler in front of a statue of Lathander which is pretty much the same thing that you've seen in previous interactions with uh with chapels and and temples devoted to Lathander what is different about this statue? Trevor, you notice this right away. Ooh. Draped over his shoulders and with its head pointing, <gasps> looking down at those who are praying, <laughs> is Numerath. Arcos. Do you what? do you see that? See what? I'm pointing at it. <laughs> yes, it's a statue. I'm aware. Yep. It's it's Lathander and Numerath. Well, how would I know that? 
You've uh, wait, no, you or no, no, you did not hasn't. see Numerati because you were unconscious. Happens, but I ain't seen shit. Yeah, you didn't see nothing. <laughs> also, I was just playing up my shitty roles. I didn't fucking see the dragon. <laughs> I, 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 where are we? What is fucking happening? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to. I. I don't know what to do. G good for you, Trevor. I don't. I, what? <laughs> I'm so. I'm fucking. I'm flabbergasted. I don't. Like Nick's enthralled in in, in listening, but I. I don't know. <sighs> Nothing bad's happening. Harkos, like this. Uh, <sighs> I don't. I don't know how to react. I, I. I. don't have words. So you point that out, and Harker's just like. I mean, it, it's weird. I suppose. Don't. Don't get that at home. Interesting. That's a word. I suppose we shouldn't linger in here, though, because they were trying to get people in and out. It sounded. Agreed. Do you, do you, uh, say a prayer? Uh, yes, I, I don't. suppose. Harkos doesn't. I don't have a reason to talk to Lathander or the other guy. I don't, I don't even know what it would be. Like, you've totally fucking j jumbled my head up. <laughs> <laughs> It is St. Patrick's Day. I like to fuck with you on St. Patrick's Day. I, maybe not even a prayer. You know what? Trevor's going to kneel down and I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to speak to Numerath. Go ahead and roll a religion check for me. That's a nat 20 plus three. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. <laughs> uh, so as you kind of do you kneel in front of the statue? Yeah. Hey, so you kneel in front of the statue and you kind of like try to make contact with Numerath. And you, I'm going to say it this way, your call goes through, but nobody picks up. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> so I, I feel it, but nothing. Yeah, you don't feel like the, the connection is being reciprocated. Okay. Hmm. All right, we'll get up and head out then okay so you you start to head out and as you're heading out you see the same well-dressed drow is directing the next group of people in which uh harkos it's another owl this one looks more like a horned owl Oh, fuck. 
I'm mm, this this is this is bad. <clears throat> um so Harkos is on it, he's gonna be dumbfounded. Um and just kind of like a moth to a flame, just kind of walk up to this other stranger. And go, Hello. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, so as he starts, he, he starts to take steps towards the uh, towards the, the curtain and you you say hello to him and he kind of stops and he looks over his shoulder. And he kind of gives you a wave and then he turns and then he double takes back and he looks at you <laughs> and he looks over at the uh, over at the the that uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. The drow. We'll just say the 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 uh, drow guide. Uh, and and kind of gives him a wave, and uh, the the guy nods, and and he starts talking to the next group and letting them in. Uh, as this owl comes over to talk to you. Hi. I. Oh, hello. Uh, my name is is Frederick. It's it's so rare for me to see another another one of us out and about. You have no idea. Uh, I'm part. Uh, I'm Harcos Pissarro. Um, I've um. Uh, where are you from? That's kind of an odd question. Well, I, I've, <laughs> I've not, um, um, I, I've not ever seen someone like me. You, you didn't grow up with the rest of us. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the rest of no, uh, um, the rest of us. I, I did. I had um. You, you see that he kind of puts his hand over his beak and is, oh, are you one of the lost? Um, I don't. There was it's um. I suppose so. Um, it's kind of a weird story. Um, especially now. That so you're you're kind of like stumbling through your words here, and this guy just wraps himself around you. Oh god! And and he starts crying. Uh, so does Harkos. So the fuck does Harkos? Uh, after a few moments, he he kind of gathers himself up and he, he puts his hands on your shoulders and he says, I can't. I can't imagine having grown up and not been in, in uh, been without. I can't imagine having grown up not knowing Arrowrath's light. <laughs> Pardon? If 
if you but Arrow of Wrath, he he's the one that we all pay homage to. That's I I I tell you what. Have have you ever heard of the Shining City in the South? Uh, no. Harkos, my new friend and my lost blood. Find the Shining City in the South. That's where you'll find the rest of our kind. They'll they'll show you the light that you've never known. Alright, we need to go find the city. Let's go. <laughs> if that wasn't your intention with this flashback, it is now. <laughs> We're fucking going. <laughs> uh, he he says, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't want to leave you, but I need to continue my pilgrimage. I need to see I need to see the, the temple to Lathander. Uh Maybe, maybe after I'm done, I can, I can go with you because, uh, it's, it's my last stop on my pilgrimage that is for me to go home. So <sighs> if you would just wait here, then I, I can go with you. We can, we, we can go home. Uh, uh, this is it's it's all a bit much I um I I don't use that word often um I, uh, my, my home is on the road. I, I, wherever the job takes me, I, that's, that's where I'm meant to be. And I, I appreciate the information and that is definitely something that I, I need to muster up the courage to embrace um this is I'm, I'm it's a, it's a I'm, lot to handle right now I'm gonna put my hand on Harkos's shoulder uh so you've got one shoulder full of Trevor one shoulder full of Frederick I uh, oh, and he he looks at you and he he kind of nods his head and he I I understand uh what I can tell you, my friend, is that roads always end, and I just hope that yours ends at the Shining City, back with your kin. And he he gives you a, a big a big owl grin, and uh, he he wraps himself around you again before he heads back into the line. You know, I remember a time about 15 minutes ago when I didn't know what to say and I wasn't partaking and I was just listening. I kind of miss those days. 
<laughs> so once once he walks away, fuck me. <laughs> Trevor's gonna say, Harkus, why would you turn that down? That seems like something that you should do. And you say muster the courage. I, I'm, I'm here with you. We, we will do this together. I mean, it's, it seems like you need this. I mean, what what could be more obvious about this? That was quite. We need to go there. Har- okay, Harkos is going to walk over to the little drow guide. And um, he's going to say, e- excuse me, sir. Um, like the one that's directing people in or one of the others? Because um, there's plenty of these folks that are kind of wandering around, like, answering questions and helping people find things and like there's there's plenty of these folks that are around it'd probably be one of the others then just so i didn't interrupt uh the the flow of the line um uh so that you see uh a uh a drow woman in a beautiful black and white dress is standing uh off to one of the sides and kind of like locks eyes with you and looks at you, you know, that retail look of like, oh, you have a question? Yep. Like that kind of <laughs> like perk up that she she gives you that look. Oh, so I just I kind of make my way over to her. Uh, so as you walk up to her, she gives a curtsy and she says, welcome. We are very excited to have you at the Temple of Lathander. Is there something that I can help you with? Oh, um, yes. Hello. Thank you. We're, we're very excited to be here. Um, overflowing with emotion. Um, how? All, all, all emotion is unlocked before Lathander's light. He gives love unceasingly. How far from here is, um, the Shining City of the South. Oh, the Shining City. Yes, that is a very far pilgrimage for some from here. It is a long road. It's a very long road. And he's going to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Directly from, uh, directly from above the city here, you will see landmarks that they will point you in the right directions. The, the Black Stone of the Drow marks here... But as you continue on towards the Shining City, they will they will start to become more mixed. And then eventually they will be of pure silver as you get closer to the city. That is how you will find your way. Thank you. And so I'm gonna... You are most welcome. Is there any other questions that I might help you with or shed any more of Lathander's knowledge and light upon you? Not, not at the moment. I'm... It was just that. Um... Well, I may have. Melathan. Oh, oh! Did 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 you have a question, my human friend? Uh, yes. Uh, the dragon in the with the statue. 
Ah, oh, yes, the Golden Flame, Numerath. Um, why, perhaps my knowledge is not as vast as I, as I thought, but why is the, why is Numerath with Lethander? Oh, you, you were on this pilgrimage, but you don't know. I'm here to, to learn, yes. Oh, I am most willing to teach, uh, but I only have just a few moments. But uh, Lathander and Numerath have always been of kindred spirit. Oh. That their 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 lives and their goals and their aims have, have most often been one and the same, to bring life and light to our great continent. Oh. This is... Wonderful news. Um, thank you. I very much appreciate it. You are welcome. Lathander gives love, but it is best not to stray far from the path or Numerath's rage will follow. Excuse me? No, Lathander is the kind hand and Numerath is the strong fist. <laughs> um, I'm, I fail to understand what you mean. Every god, every uh, being of great power, they require someone to sometimes take the more forceful end of their teachings and those that stray too far from the path. It is uh, Numerath's divine responsibility to make sure that they are dealt with sure. in an appropriate manner. Do you, uh, apparently, I have misunderstood so many things. Do all of the gods have a um, have a similar situation? Not all. No. No. Do all of the dragons serve the gods? Some. Not Some, all. Not all. Um, which ones? You didn't give me enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my book. <laughs> you put the lure out there. I just bit. Yeah. I should have expected, like, I was reaching for it as this started, but I didn't want to knock a whole bunch of shit down off of my shelf while I was trying to grab it, so I had to be a little careful, and apparently it did not happen fast enough. <laughs> uh, I I only know the ones that I know, but uh, the uh, great Cyraxis works with Merkel. Uh, Numerath with Lathander, uh, Arrowrath with Tyr, and Onyxiath with Acrasis. Huh. So, out of game one more time. I uh, so Cyraxis with Merkel. Uh, Numerath with Lathander, uh, as was just spoke. Uh, Arrowrath with Tyr. And Onyxiath with Acrasis. Thank you. 
Note taken. <laughs> Is there any other information that I might be able to teach to you today? I, I do not believe so. I, I do appreciate your information, though. You are most welcome. Go with Lathander's light, my friends. Uh, you as well. I. Uh, so, what do you do from here? I turn to Trevor and go. That is why we're not going. We're not here for me. Whatever here is, it's not. We don't know why we are here, Harkos. Why, why can't it be for you? Um, the... The magic brought you here so that you could see with clarity. I see? do believe that to that end it has succeeded for both of you to some degree or another. See? Yes, she she just backed up what I said. <laughs> no, no, she backed up what I said. No, she backed up what I said. I <laughs> uh, so you hear a uh, commotion from outside. We should go check on that. <laughs> Uh, and as you start heading towards the uh, towards the door, you hear the sound of it almost sounds like something massive just landed outside. I'm go, sure go it's not a dragon. And, go out there and see. All right. So you uh, go out and in front of the temple is the. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? 
Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You've seen him before, Trevor, uh-huh. but you haven't seen him before. Numerath stands in front of this temple. His <laughs> massive frame shadowing out most of the city. Most of the prime. city. Jesus. His head, which is about the size of this building, stoops down low and peers into your eyes. You called to me. That, that I did. It is quite astounding to see you um I guess in your prime how do you mean and as he says that you start to feel a pull and then things start to shift oh no <laughs> no <laughs> you blink and the city is changed after you blink that instead of this active pilgrimage site, it looks to be locked down. Ugh. People are being forced away. <sighs> that that human family that looks like they had settled down roots here for years has all of their belongings packed on the back of a cart and several armed drow stand in front of their home with weapons drawn, trying to force them to move faster. You feel that pull again and (laughs) you get yanked and you feel yourself going backwards. Just a hair. And you stand inside of a dark cave. As your eyes begin to adjust a little bit, you can see that this cave is not just a cave, but has been reinforced and lined with iron and steel. Which gives off the pseudo unpleasant look of standing inside of a giant rib cage. You recognize the being that's inside of here with you. Though again, your perception of the size is a little bit off from what you saw before. But Borvensal stands inside of here. The red markings that you saw, almost like tattoos around him, glow and fade in a rhythmic dance across his body. It appears that he's speaking to somebody who you can't see. What do you want to do? Can we hear what he's saying? He is discussing... If you kind of take your time and and again, 
Uh, well, let's let's. Uh, I was a dick to Harco, so let's be a dick to. Uh, let's be a dick to Trevor. Oh shit! I, uh, I uh, can you go ahead and roll me up an insight? See if you can gather through context. Uh, it's a thirteen on the die plus seven. Oh, uh, I, wow. Okay. Uh, My insight's a plus two. So, <laughs> 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 fucking <laughs> Jesus. Guess that wasn't fair. Uh, <laughs> you're you're able to glean quickly based on the conversation that is happening, but you you you're only getting one side of the conversation. You're not getting the other half. You're getting the side that Borvin Saul is talking about. Uh, but it seems like he's negotiating. Uh, and with a little bit further into the conversation, it seems like it's a conversation. It, it seems like it's a negotiation of transfer, like switching sides. Switch like him switching sides? Yes. Yeah, but from which huh. to which, Brad? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Well, this is Borvinsol. You you yeah. know which side he ended up on. Yeah, but the question here but in Lyskin the the shifty fuckhead. Well, no, no, mm-hmm. no. I'm not worried about him being the shifty fuckhead. The question here in lies: Did he successfully make a transfer, or did shit get tied up and he was stuck on the bad side, and he just relished in the fact that his side almost won, and then cabal? It don't matter. See, shit we don't trust you, kid. You and your words, or lack thereof. Uh, All things considered, I mean, I've spoke to one. Why not? Let's say, do we interrupt him? Yeah, I'm just going to yell out, oh, so you've always switched sides back and forth, I see. There's a quiet that fills the chamber. My great Lord Cyraxus, you must pardon me for just a moment as I deal with an intrusion. Oh, please. We would love to meet the great Lord Cyraxus. Oh, we wouldn't. He turns, and as he stares at you, the earth quakes around you. Okay. <laughs> Hello. How did you get in here? Well, if you can answer that, we would like to know also. We just showed up. Magic. Are you with Numereth? Does uh, he no, suspect my from, from the, defection? From the looks of things, we're with Borvinsol. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I am with Numereth. As of right now, I don't know. I can tell you that later I am. Uh, uh. Before I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I I hate all of this. I hate it so much. It makes my brain hurt. 
I don't know where we are right now, so I can't tell you whether I am or not. Well, when? 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 Yes, when? When we are right now? That would be a solid good uh, answer or thing to find out. I can tell you that Arco's here doesn't like any of you all, so... And I don't like Bovensaw. Wow, that, so. that's fast. <laughs> Fucking putting words in my mouth. I mean, they're not entirely false. But. So you're not from now? Is that what you're saying? I, I do believe that's what we said, yes. Very interesting. And may I ask, what is your time like? Well, it was peaceful until you all started coming back. You're still an ass. <laughs> I didn't know. Harkos doesn't swear. I take that back. This is not the moment. Damn it, Nick. <laughs> that was a Nick comment. Uh, uh, technically, it was a Brad comment that I did for him. Um, <laughs> back? Yes, back. They managed to oh, unseat you. God Bless it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, Trevor doesn't know <laughs> fuck all about time travel. I don't think anything can change. I don't know what's going on right now. He's angry and he doesn't like Borvin Saul. <laughs> he's gonna fucking remember you. Yeah, you're fucking right, he is. Good kick his fucking ass. <laughs> Do it then. <laughs> I've never seen you make the earthquake by looking at someone. I've, I've made it fucking seem like the earth was quaking. Maybe that's all he did. Maybe he thaumaturgied us. Just because my earth quaked? No, you made it seem like things were shaking and your voice was boomy and I yeah, ate it in maybe an that's editing what sense. He did. You, I didn't fucking hear him cast a goddamn thing, number one. Number well, two... Well, Ken doesn't have to tell us that he did. The only time you made the earth quake is when you fucking passed on, and that was only my earth, and it was only for... <laughs> and honestly, I'm beginning to regret how bad I felt. Because it's led to this moment. Everything from that moment has led to this one. And I'm wondering how worth it it was. You in that fucking mouth. <laughs> so we still only see Borvensol? Yes. So we're here. Are we going to get a audience with the great Cyraxes? <laughs> I could not even get a meeting with Cyraxus in the flesh, and you think that he would make time for trash? <laughs> you just said he made oh, time for you. You, your kinds must have gotten very uppity. I can't speak for all of us, but well, Harkos and I here have dropped a few of you since you've been back. So... I appreciate you Either. dropping my name. That was pleasant. <laughs> very, very happy with that moment. And we were on the path to come at you, but you ran away. Uh, 
We did. Go not- ahead and uh, roll up a dexterity save, both of you. A dex save. <laughs> yep. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, hang on. I picked up the wrong die. Could just fucking stick with the. Um, twenty-two. Okay, it's fifteen and seven. Arcos, you'll take half because of evasion. Oh god! <laughs> I got a twenty-two, and I'll take half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Happy to be here. <laughs> Who dies in a flashback? Trevor dies in a flashback. (laughs) It's going to make the other episodes we recorded really awkward. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's a lot of dying. I'm telling you, Trevor thinks this is just magic fucky and it's all a fucking dream. You're talking to and them. You are speaking with the yeah. past. Which is, is, if it's all magic fucky, then this isn't really happening. Oh, is, okay. All right. At least that's what he thinks. <laughs> Trevor? Yes? You take 147 damage. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's dead is an understatement. <laughs> I went. <laughs> Harcos, you take 73. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> you you more than doubled my health. <laughs> so you see the fried out body. Of Trevor sitting next to you. Oh, I don't see nothing. I'm, I'm, next to you. I'm just not dead. Oh, oh, you're you're unconscious. My max is 66. I would have been unconscious even oh, if I wasn't okay. hurt. My max is also 66. When did, we, when did we get back on the same page? We've been on the same page since episode 66. I think there was a there was a bunch of sixes. We made a whole thing about it. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm glad you're having a good time, Brad. <laughs> hey, I tried to go to the the, the city. <laughs> no, you no, no. I did. No, we I didn't try to anything. I said that's no, not where we can I go. Tried. And then we started flashing forward in time. <laughs> and then you went and put on your big boy britches. Like, I can't mess with time. Ah. <laughs> uh. Your unconscious forms feel another pull. I'm not unconscious, sir. <laughs> and you annihilated me. It's what you fucking get. You get what you fucking deserve. Go <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> on, kid. I'll compose eventually. <laughs> After 
an indeterminate amount of time, you wake up <laughs> in an unfamiliar town. Where, where, where's Harkos? I, you're, you're more, you're, you're in a ditch right now. It's almost like you got dumped off by the magic here. They were just like fucking idiots, and they threw you into a ditch. I take offense to the fact that word was plural. <laughs> hey, idiot and his friend. There we go. Oh, I still don't like that either, but I'll, I'll take it. So, so I'm gonna sit up and look over at Arcos real slow, like. <laughs> <laughs> with like very big eyes <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna take uh, liberties here and say since I didn't die um, that I woke up first and I'm just standing ditch adjacent <laughs> with singed robes very angry it was it was the the a very similar lightning blast as to what you saw take out the elders yeah is what you just experienced uh yeah so like wide eyes and everything <laughs> slowly look at Arcos and go whoops oops <laughs> whoops did did we learn anything from that oops or do you need more oops i'm what's the I next thing you want to slip out of look i don't know exactly what's going on with this magic but uh i'm I will try not to oops again. <clears throat> I I know that I haven't been participating in, in much of this, but uh, I don't feel like that that was well advised. I, I feel like that was quite well um, stated. <laughs> I I I would definitely recommend not doing that again if given the opportunity to while we're while we're here. Um Salia or see through so it's honestly say it's, say it's still it's still me. It's it's well, still me. Sa save your see through breath. He doesn't he doesn't listen to those things when you say them. I I told him that he's not allowed on trains because he's not good with them anymore. And the first thing he wants to always do, we need to go anywhere, is suggest trains as if it is a joke. He doesn't. He it's like talking to a wall. It is a joke, Hakos. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I. You hear from somewhere around you, chains. Lady Nameless. And <laughs> no, I coming for Brad. <laughs> this is the second time. <laughs> I, I don't like when people come back. I so you hear you hear the rattling of chains and then you start to hear whips. Uh, and then screams and shouts and orders being yelled out by somebody. Um, look around for it. You're in an alley, a very dirty alley right now. You can't see shit. Leave the alley. <laughs> okay. 
I dumped you in a nasty alley because you had to smart off to the fucking full-powered Methuselah. Uh, Did you really expect anything less? Be honest with me. That's why I had the damage for that breath weapon set aside just in case I needed it. It's as if he uh, knows you. Yeah. Uh, so you you walk out from the alley and you see a long line of humans, dwarves, elves, halflings. It's like this procession stretches forever. That this line of people continues on as far as you can see through this town. And every 20 feet or so, there is a half-orc, a dragonborn, a goblin, a kobold, with a whip. All of them have this symbol drawn on them somewhere of two white wings stretched out. What do you do? So, what are we supposed to do, Salia? If we're not supposed to interact, why do they put us here? I never never said you couldn't interact. You obviously interacted back at the temple, but... Which was obviously bad, because we got yanked out of there, too. Well, I'm sure that the magic has more than just one thing to show you. But I think that what it's wanting to show you here is that was one time and this was another. This was what our world became. Yes, well, the last one on this one make me want to fight things again. Which... I shouldn't do. I should do. I don't. I don't know. It's. I don't. Seeing this is terrible. She hangs her head and she says, uh, is. As terrible as it is, that it is even more. It is even more so to have caused it. And you see that she looks up and and you see these golden tears running down her cheeks. What do you mean have caused it? What do you think happened to all those people in the city of stone? Uh, Are they in this line? We had our own. Oh, this isn't the same. It wasn't. But you were being forced, though. Were you not? Yes, we were, but... 
We we were just being weak. We could have resisted. We could have fought. We could have. We could have fought the dragon. We might not have won, but at least our consciences would have been clear. Well, that's fair, but then you wouldn't have been around to help us now, would you? A thousand years is a long time to live with these memories. I think I would have preferred... Never mind. That's... If... I... I... If you would have fought and you all perished, how many more? How long would it have happened? Would it have happened longer? There's there's numerous things to think about. You were forced. I don't, I don't know if you how many times you've tried to comfort someone who's feeling guilt on this level, but there's very, I'm very sure, rarely are you able to talk somebody down from it. I'm sure there is no comfort coming from anything. It's comfort knowing that my my people will be in better hands now. now we will do all that we gone. can to help them. You start to feel that pull again. I think that there's something else that it wants to show you. And as she says that, you see space distort as things start to stretch towards you. And you're slingshotted forward and you're standing in a massive assembly chamber. All of them wearing very similar cloaks is they all have the same symbol, which is uh, an open palm with starbursts at the end of each finger and an upside-down dragon above it. Inside this assembly chamber, these people are trying to shout over each other, trying to communicate through this pretty chaotic event. You hear people yelling that there's no point. There's no point in resisting. They can't they can't fight back. That everything these the Methuselah are too strong. Then you hear others call those people cowards and say that they're their family was just taken, their friends, their loved ones, whatever. They were just taken as sacrifices to Cyraxis. And that this needs to stop. It all needs to stop. The rest of them, you... you you see all start to quiet as a man and woman walk forward and go into the center uh, dais 
in this assembly chamber. Uh, they are flanked by a handful of others uh, that look to be wearing more uh, decorated robes. The gentleman at the center lowers his hood and you see uh, just snow white hair and beard that the beard is just it. Whew, it's a beard. It's massive. You can't even see the man's lips move through this. Damn. But you hear his voice. To my fellow Cabal members, thank you. Thank you for joining us here. I know that this was very short notice, but we all know what has been happening. We all know, we've all seen, we've all had loved ones taken in the night. And we know who's causing it. We know who's who's the head of this serpent. It's Cyraxis. We know this. But the others the others are just as guilty. They are they are just as powerful. They are just as strong. They are just as overwhelming, but they do nothing. They do nothing to fight against this. They, they've shown nothing. It is the unanimous vote of the council that we will begin preparations and we will strike all of them from the skies and from the earth. And it will be our duty and our responsibility to make sure that they never again walk this earth and bring back their evil upon our world. He looks over to the woman who nods and she starts to give out instructions and you see a, a probably 50 uh it looks probably like lower tier magi within the cabal start taking these these books and start distributing them out to everybody. Uh, you feel that pull again for a moment, and then you're you're jutted forward. And as you're jutted forward, you see that this assembly chamber has been cleared of everything except for the people. And you see them all beginning to channel this spell, this powerful, immeasurably destructive spell. You feel another pull. And you're away from the assembly chamber. You're out in a field. The land has been scorched but snow falls from the sky. From the temperature that you're feeling outside, it shouldn't be snowing. But it's coming down heavy enough that it's starting to accumulate. Around you is endless combat. As far as your eyes can see, you can watch as different battles are happening between different things. It's Everything is so intermixed here. You 
can't even tell what side is what. You can't even tell who's fighting who or why. What do you do? Um, Arcos wants to take a closer look at what, like, kind of squat down to the ground and pick up some of the snow to look at it. It's cold to the touch, and as soon as you, like, pick it up, it starts to melt in your hand. Okay. I'm gonna... When he... Well, when we pop into this, I'm going to drop my weapon and prepare to defend. Seems like Just most things are ignoring you. Like, they're engaged in their fights, but... They don't. They don't seem to be taking much well, notice of you at the moment. Well, just in case. <laughs> uh, so it's just different fights everywhere. That's all we can see. Yeah, unless you want to try to get closer looks at anything, that's all that I can give you for the moment. Um. I guess Har- Hargos would start walking towards. Um, some of the com like just straightforward from where we're at to just kind of gauge what's going on. I uh, so roll a d twenty and tell me the number that you get. Twenty. Oh, fuck yourself. I uh, you see. Hmm. There seems to be a fight that is involving just two. From a distance, you can't really tell what they are, that things are happening so fast and they're moving so quickly and the strikes are landing so hard that there's an eruption of power coming off of each strike. But it seems to be the one that is drawing the most attention. Definitely need to head that way. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll kind of like turn to look back at Trevor and kind of head nod towards it and then um, keep pressing on as as well as we can. You begin to walk forward and you see there's a crowd that started to gather. You're starting to be able to tell a little bit of a difference in these forces now. That the consistent symbol that you're seeing is that same symbol that you saw on the Taskmasters in your previous vision. That they have this symbol painted somewhere on their armor, on their shields, on their faces, on their bodies somewhere. This depiction of two outstretched white wings. Uh, on the others, you're seeing different symbols. You're seeing the symbol of Tear. You're seeing the symbol of Lathander. Uh, you're seeing symbols that you've never seen before. But they're all fighting against the White Wings. But as you get closer to this central battle, everybody's stopping. And they're gathering around to watch this fight. Do you press your way through the crowd? Definitely. Yes. 
you start to push your way through the crowd and it seems like people are pretty agitated as you do so, but you're able to to kind of squirm your way through. And as you breach the front and you get to the inner circle of this, you start to see what's happening here. There's two Dragonborn that are fighting. Trevor, instantly, you recognize Davinia. She appears much the same as what you saw her before. Her armor and her weapon is gleaming much more than when you saw her back in Aramor. And she just, she seems so much more powerful. Every time that she lands a strike against her opponent, there's a flash of golden light. Every time that she blocks, there's remnants of energy that trickle off of it like droplets of water. Jeez. What she's fighting against is a white dragonborn. A massive sword held in one hand, the other hand wrapped in this blue writhing energy. But you see the fight starts to turn. The white dragonborn starts to starts to be able to push her back. You just just throw the red buttons out there. This red buttons as far as the eye can see. I, mm. Harkos, all you see is a gold dragonborn and a white dragonborn because you have no idea who Divinia is. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, From above you, you hear the most earth-shatteringly loud roar that you've ever seen, that you've ever heard. The power of which, again, shakes the ground. And you see there's more than a handful of these onlookers that actually lose their footing and fall over. As you look up in the shadows in this cloud cover that is dropping snow, you see two draconic forms, shadows against the top of the clouds engaged in combat in the skies. Red flame being burst out from one and a blizzard-like plume coming from the other. And then you hear a scream. And when you look back down, the white dragonborn has shoved his left hand into the chest of Davinia. I'm charging. And you see her form starts <laughs> to turn to ice. And before you can even reach her, shatters into dust. I, I, I'm going to attack him. <sighs> 
Sorry. <laughs> you blame Ken. He fucking threw that out there. God damn it. You make it I'm, to him. I'm going to attempt to attack still, him. He's still standing above this looks like pile of snow that used to be Davinia. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to attempt to attack him. OK, roll it. <sighs> I'm probably not going to attack him. That What'd is, you get? That would be a 17 total. Hey, so you charge up and you do you like swing your hammer down I'm, trying to I'm hit him? Yeah, I'm two handing it. Hey, so you charge and take a leap and try to drive your hammer down. And as it comes down, the icy hand that he just used to shatter Davinia reaches up and grabs your hammer as it comes down. And he turns to look at you. I am Rhyme, herald to the winter's chill, the second daughter, the ascendant worm, the sovereign Methuselah, Cyraxis. Who are you? I am Trevor Ironjaw. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. He looks at you. Well, I ain't nothing spiffy, so. He looks at you and says, you're a child of Sam Renton. Apparently so. Good. He brings the sword down on you. Oh, he's knighting me. Did you see that? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> uh, that is a 27 to hit you. Maybe a little. I glance him. Glance him there. Uh, that would be a 24. Also, well, that was a lot closer to what I am. <laughs> that is a 32. The golf rules. Okay. There's no way I could have not <laughs> charged that one. Well, you could have. D- really? <laughs> That is 73 points of damage. Well, I'm not dead. (laughs) Uh, With three quick slashes, he just drains you. And then the earth starts to shake again. And you see Rhyme, who you know now is Rhyme, starts to look around kind of bewildered. And then... You start to see the ground between you starts to crack. And he looks up to the skies just as white light 
erupts out from the earth below you. And you hear massive thuds that shake the earth as the two dragons that were fighting above you start to fall from the sky and land on the ground. The other one falls on the other side of this white light barrier wall that you know is a ley line. But the one that falls on this side, you recognize as Numerath. His form, bloodied and torn apart from his battle, and his body broken by the spell of the Cabal. As the white and rainbow light starts to coalesce in the sky, you see it forms almost a storm cloud above the shattered remains of Numerath. And a bolt of rainbow light strikes down and hits the body. And when you open your eyes from the blinding light of this, you see the gathered drow that came in after your fight with Veldreth. And you can't remember a thing. And that, my friends, is where we're going to call it for tonight. It is very ominously quiet. You know what, Craig? I don't blame you. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, what happened? Uh, For those listening at home, Craig, the bot that we used to backup record us, uh, just left the chat on his own. Um, <laughs> he does that from time to time, this time with serendipitous. And you know what? Probably on purpose. It was it was auspicious timing. Thank you all very much for joining us at our table. If you enjoy what you're listening to, like Riven Rewind, then would you please think about offering us some support? Uh, We have a couple of different ways, the first of which is Patreon. Uh, We are good little warlocks that offer up sacrifices to our patrons, depending on the tier that you choose. If Patreon is not so much your thing, you could do something as simple as just buying us a coffee. Go to ko-fi.com, search for Rolling in the Geek. You can do a one-time donation there. Uh, Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us? You can subscribe to our newsletter on our website at riggypodcast.com to keep up with all things rolling in the geek. Or you can find us on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter. And if you want to talk to a bunch of rad content creators, podcasters, artists, and all around cool people, you can join us in the Underground Oracle Discord through the link on our website. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week. You are the sound wizard of time. This isn't an official D&D 
5e subclass, but I couldn't find one that actually fit with the theme, so I'm rocking up something homebrewed, I guess. Uh, with a wave of your hand and some mild incantations of what the fuck, God damn it, and why do you have to sniffle, Brad? <laughs> you were able to fast forward time in our recordings to a point in which that they are listenable to the human ear without causing bleeding. Can you please fast forward to something fun to go out on? Ken Brown Moo, I've come to bargain. <laughs> what is this? Release me! I just watched that just a <laughs> like a week ago. Um, you've come to die. Well, I mean, I feel like I should say it's a hootie hoo from Nick and Harkos and, and like rhyme it with stuff, but for some reason I can't remember how to do that. So, um, you're gonna rhyme it with something? No. Eh? No. Eh? No, I give you nothing. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us for St. Patrick's Day episode. Um, make sure to keep listening. Uh, I thought um, tiny uh, under the trench coat moment here. Ken came to us with this idea and it was like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And I remembered last year's um, St. Patrick's Day episode, which we did ask him to be very dark. It was like a fun haha moment, like it was semi-canon or whatever. And this one's much more canon and everything. It was like, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So I wrote a song that was like goofy and lighthearted. I don't feel like that anymore. So <laughs> take that for what you will. So... Do you want me to? Do you want me to try to shift the mood a little bit? Nope. I'm gonna do it live. So here's this week's parody: seventy-two and a half St. Patrick's Day. You're welcome. They're too good to have only two. <laughs> green red yellow and sparkly blue i tingle at their touch i truly don't care if they cost too much the sound of them rolling gives me life when i'm without them i feel strife they're way too good for only a few if you don't believe me here's verse two their clickety clacks fill the air. Sometimes I just sit and stare. The sight of them <laughs> makes me weep. I also dream of them when I sleep. And if you want to feel how I feel, I'll tell you the deal. You can't stop with just two. And your life partner's probably going to hate you. <laughs> I love my dyes the way they shine so bright. I need more dyes. Won't pay for the lights. Just give me dyes. Trust in me when I say 
Dykes make you happy in a major way, not to be sappy. They will make your day. So let me say to you listeners, let me convince you. Don't you dare stop with just two. That's it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess. It's whatever. Am I that terrible? Nope. Everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you I, I know what like, you were getting yourselves I'd into. I'd like to be upset at you, but I can't seem to remember a reason as to why I would be. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Stop the recording. Ack, it's worse than I thought. My feline ears are on fire. Time for us to strike brothers. We take him out at the knees. Rolling in the geek will be ended on this day. And we shall. Oh, Tommy Scritches. I suppose we leave him for another week. We shall see. Human wins for the day. But not the war. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.